welcome to Theatre Club Podcast. We bring you theatre reviews, theatre news and theatre booze. Welcome to Theatre Club Podcast. If you haven't listened before, uh, this podcast is all about theatre. We're a group of friends, we go see lots of shows and then we get together and talk about them and I create a theatre-themed cocktail inspired by one of the shows you've seen. In this episode, um, you've got me, Oscar. Hello, Oscar. I'm Alice. You're <laughs> Oscar. Who are you? I'm Madeline. <laughs> and we are um, recording at my flat, my uh, basement-level flat. feels very bunkerish. This is our group isolation from coronavirus yeah everyone, we, we all greeted each other touching elbows yes oh yeah. my god that was funny madeline so you know last night oscar and i went to see the greatest dancer uh yes we went to watch live, live final. final live final and you know the um when you see tv shows being recorded they always have a warm-up which comes out for about half an hour to get the audience you know yeah g'd up vibing so that everyone's going whooping and cheering when the celebrities come out so he was doing his usual patter which i just find so Irritating. Yeah, yeah that is his we've job, seen though, them a thousand times. Oh, he's just—it's just the jokes aren't funny. Anyway, it's like Mr. Bean humor, which I just find really kind of <laughs> irritating. Lowest anyway. common denominator, but yeah, you know, you've got to appeal to everyone. And then he said, "Right now, what you—what I want you all to do is look to the person to your right, shake their hand, give them a cuddle." Look to the person to your left. Give them a hug or Give something Give them a like hug. That. And I'm like... It's like an icebreaker, but I'm like, mm, no, I don't think this is the time or place to be touching strangers. No, I'm not close. removing my mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Oscar and I just sat there, but then I looked at the woman to my right and she said, she like gave me her elbow and she said, I think we'll touch elbows. <laughs> and I was That's like, funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, was- I know everyone's probably bored of hearing about Corona, but... To relate it back to theatre, um, news this week was that Andrew Lloyd Webber's upcoming production of Cinderella, starring Carrie Hope Fletcher, they've pushed the premiere back from August to October, so just two months. I don't Mm. quite understand the decision because August is a long way away. They can't really predict what's going to happen, so I don't know what their thinking will be different by October, whether they're just trying to give themselves that little bit of extra time for things to have hopefully settled down. So the James Bond, um, which is supposed to come out on 2nd of April, oh, yeah. has been pushed till November. So we've got to hear that rubbish Billie Eilish song all over we again do. come Billie November. Eilish. They're going to wheel that back out. I think um. that... I, I must admit that I'm confused about why that would happen. Chinese market. It is the Chinese market. Like, that's big money for the chi- like Chinese box office, because I think Bond shows in China. China are only allowed to show, or only show a handful of Western films every year, and that will be one of their big releases. And I think lots of parts of China are there on mandatory um, like quarantine. Yeah, people aren't allowed out, so that's a huge chunk of money. So, guys, I've also seen something quite fun that I thought would be fun to do. It's um, a little quiz. It's just 16 questions... And it's to test your theatre knowledge, and it's the opening lines of musicals. Oh, God. Oh. Are you ready for it, Osk? Are, like, are Madeline and I competing, or do we just answer? Madeline and you are competing. Oh, sh- well, okay, Fastest I already... Ready no, for I'm the first biggest one? loser. Okay. How does a bastard orphan son of a Hamilton. whore... <sighs> Tradition. Fiddler on the uh, roof. Hun. <laughs> Why? I've got to be, you know, got to play play the game. Don't be cocky. Let you win. I'd be insulting your intelligence. That's true. I'm not fast enough. My head's not working today. This is a confusing question. Hello. What is the name of the original woman? Oh, oh, oh! Well done, hun. That's so clever. I didn't really get that. Because underneath it, it says... Should be Hello. first, shouldn't it? Hello. Yeah. Uh, yeah, underneath <laughs> it, it says, what is the name of the original musical? And you're right, Book of Morning. 
Okay, next one. Okay, they've done a sort of brackets and it's a stage action description of painful cries. Okay? And then the words are, look down, look down. Lemurs. I mean, if I didn't get a Lemurs quote, I I would punch myself in my own face. (laughs) Good news, she's dead. Is that wicked? Oh, that's what I was going to say. Wicked would be my guess. Yes. Yes. I'd love to see Wicked again, I have to say. I would like to see it again. Let's do it. They have that Daily Dozen on um, Today Ticks where they're like £29 seats for the day day of. They're usually quite good. I think we should do it, guys. I want to go see Wicked again. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, it's been a while. Okay. Okay, next. My mummy says I'm a miracle. Matilda. Oh, Oh, well done. I have to say, I... uh, in defence of myself, I am getting these, but you're so fast, hun. Oh, if you saw my Spotify, like, mouse played, you wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Boy, boy, crazy boy. Oh, what's that story? Is it? Yeah, because you've got the whole the whole Jets and Sharks ballet song first where there's no lyrics, and then the first song is Cool Boy, isn't it? Well After done, that. Oscar. On that note, can we just quickly add that the new Broadway... Revival of West Side Story. Oh, by Ivan Van Hove. Will that be coming here, do you think? I don't know. It depends. What's this? It does well. Ivan Van Hove is doing a massive like, West Side Story stripped back. With Ivan new choreography. He did All About Eve. Oh. Yeah, and Hedda Gabler. And it's kind of all new choreo, which is one of the first times, or the first time, that they've ever allowed the Jerome Robbins original choreography to be tampered with. Mm-hmm. Right. Next one. December 24th, 9pm. Annie? Some sort of Christmas thing, surely. I have it's no not Annie. idea. Ill it's Rent. Oh, oh shit. I don't know Rent very well or like it. Okay, next one. Are you blind when you're born? Blind when you're born. Tell us. No, I don't have the question. You have to, you have to oh, give you me an have answer. Answers. Are you blind when you're born? Cats. Oh. Oh, are you blind when you're Oh, yeah. Are little kittens. Yeah. Oh, this is a good one, guys. Bobby. Bobby. Company. The company. Oh, Madeline, that was... Oh, very I... close, Madeline. Oh, she did know that one. I did know that one. I loved that show. Oh, company Just opened was... on Broadway. Has it? Yeah, that the Marion Elliott production's just gone over to Broadway. Oh, Oscar, here's one for you. I got the horse right here. Guys and dolls. Yeah. Okay, next one. Can we try and have an optimistic outlook? Dear Evan Hansen. Trust your feet in Price and Son. Trust your feet in Kinky Price Boots. and Son. Oh, well done, Madeline. Oh, she's come up on the rear. I've you actually, know, you know, yeah, I hate Kinky my Boots. hangover's subsiding. I'm in the game. Let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> I've been thinking about you since receiving your call. Oh. Sister Act. Well done, oh. hon. Well done, guys. That was fun. That was fun, honey. I feel like you excluding yourself from competition... You should have been involved too. Do you reckon you would have got many of those? Yes. Yeah, some of them. But also I feel it's the same thing. Like, I know all of those, but Oscar's just too fast. I'm too darn good. It's so annoying. You are so good, I do listen to a lot of musical theatre Okay. Silence! (laughs) I'm doing my top tip. So this week, it's a musical at Southwark Playhouse. We haven't had a top tip from them for a while. Southwark Playhouse is one of our favourite theatres in South London. Yeah. The musical is Indecent Proposal. What? Yes. Yes, a musical version. Oh, Have my you seen Lord. the film? Well, yeah, of course, honey. Demi Moore. I'm obsessed with Demi Moore. I haven't seen it, but I really want to see the film. Woody Harrelson, isn't it? 
It's, yeah, Robert Redford. I didn't think I've ever yeah. actually watched it. I just feel like I've seen so many clips of it and know of it because it's referenced. Maybe we'll watch so it often. before we go and see this. It is, mm, no, I'd rather you didn't. Okay. I see think the musical that you first. Should, yeah, see the musical first, then watch the film. Well, the film is based on a book um, and I believe this show, this version, um, this musical is going to be based on the book, not on the film yeah. version. Right. So yeah. it's set in 1980s Atlantic City, married couple Johnny and Rebecca, who are very much in love, but also very much in debt. A wealthy stranger offers her a million dollars to spend the night with him, which tests their relationship. What would you do? Mm. So tickets are really reasonable. £16 for preview, £27.50 um, for any other time. And it starts on the 29th of May and it goes to the 27th of June. So if you'd like to see Indecent Proposal, get onto Southwark Playhouse website and book your tickets. We Brilliant. Love and the other thing that we love to do is we go to Maketo Market, which is like a street uh, yes. food um, across, the across the road. And you can just get lovely, there's loads of little food vendors and then you can have a drink yeah. and then you nip over to the theatre. So it's such a good thing to do with a group. Speaking and that's of it. things to book there as well, they've currently got the last five years on, which I'm going to go see in a couple of days. Oh, yeah. But it's know. already started, so I think it's been getting really good reviews. The last production we saw at the other palace, we weren't, like, in love with. But no, this, I found it apparently, apparently this is, like, the definitive production. It's the, They're doing sort of an actor musician style, so each one accompanies the other on a piano. So oh, that's, that's kind of quite a cool nice. Idea. So I'm going to go see that. Um... But by the time I get a review into the next episode, it may have already finished. So I'm just, that's one I think that people should go and see. I'm really excited for that. The other thing I just want to quickly mention is the National Theatre public booking for their new season starts on the 13th of March. Put the date in your diary. 13th of March, booking will open for the public. And there's a few shows in there that look really interesting. And there is, uh, they're doing 300 300 seats at £20 per show. Gosh. Which is really good, isn't yeah, it? It's incredible. So um, just see what you like and then book something. What I'm really excited about booking is Small Island, which is returning after a sold-out run last year. It's based on Andrea Levy's novel. Yeah, I really wanted to see it. I was so upset I missed it. It, was, so it, was, it had the best reviews. Five stars from The Guardian, Mail, Telegraph, Times, Observer. So tickets for that, again, um, there are £20 seats at every performance, so you just need to get in there and book them because they will go really quickly. So if you want to see Small Island at the National Theatre, public booking opens on the 13th of March. On with some reviews. Yes. So let's do The Prince of Egypt as our first review then, because we've been talking about it a lot on the podcast. You have, and I am intrigued to hear it. So I opted not to go and see this, and I'm very interested in what you both thought, because it's not... No, it's not, is it? Well, Well, Prince of Egypt, just background for anyone who doesn't know, it's based on a DreamWorks animation from 1998. Um, It was a film that I saw, I think, at the time, but it wasn't one that I loved. But we did, however, love the song When You Believe, which came from the film, and then famously Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey Mm. had a single of it, and that was played on heavy rotation in mm. our house wasn't it Al? yeah a lot back in the day we that was one of our it's yeah. one of our all-time faves yeah so that was mostly the reason why we came to see this really and um so stephen schwartz did the music for the film stephen schwartz who wrote wicked pippin godspell he did think five songs for the film i think he won an academy award for when you believe and so this obviously he's come back and he's written a load of new songs to expand from those five into a full musical but the story of the two brothers 
Moses and Ramses kind of remains the same. And it's on at the Dominion Theatre, one of the kind of biggest venues in London. It's kind of big, expensive well, we production. Will, we Will Vox, you used to be for a long time. Oh, yes. I know. Right yeah. on the corner by opposite that Primark. in American right. Paris. Yeah. So it's like a big, big theatre, isn't it? Yeah. And we've got our usual t- seats that we get there, um, which are really good value. They're on row H of the circle, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's only one circle. Um, and we paid... £29.50? Yeah. I think we paid 25 because of previews, but now that it's in its regular run, they're £29.50 and there's a small, there's the bar in front of you, but it's a really low one. Yeah. And I'm short, I'm 5'5", and it didn't bother me. Yes, it's very low. So So we'll start with the, we'll start with the things that we loved about it. Let's be positive. The things that we loved most, well, that I loved most was the choreography. Choreography was done by Sean Cheeseman. And I love Sean Cheeseman because I watch So You Think You Can Dance and he's one of their choreographers oh, that I goes didn't on know that, that a lot. Yeah, so I'm, I know his work, you know, I've seen it on So You Think You Can Dance for years now. Oh. So that his choreography was brilliant. The choreography it? was really good. They had a really good group of dancers that sort of were t- in a sort of pact and they, they did really clever things where the dancers would become the sea. And nice. the dancers would become the well. The dancers, at the, in the very beginning, they, they made a chariot by all sitting on each pe- everyone's shoulders. Mm. Like, they're, it was definitely, really they're definitely dancers more than... Not not that they're bad singers, but I mean, they found people who, their skill mm. is, is dance. Like, it's really, really dance-heavy, isn't it, that, what they do? Yeah, I mean, this could have been a dance show. Like, the whole yeah. thing, we were saying afterwards, wouldn't we? Like, mm. if you took the songs out of it, you could do this whole Prince of Egypt as a dance show. It was that, yeah, I like love... Yeah, a sort of ballet. Yeah, you know, it was really... One. The choreography was incredible. What everybody was wearing was really nice. The costumes were done by Anne Holdward, um, and they were gorgeous, just like real-life Disney, glittery, costumey, and then even the peasants looked in, like... Everyone looked just incredible, didn't they? Really detailed costumes and really glitzy for all of the Egyptian. Everything was purple. Mm. Like, it was really deep. Who did the sets? Do you have that written down? Because I thought the set was really... Kevin Depent did the sets and they were just absolutely incredible. The stage sort of came out into the auditorium. They had these great big sheets of... Yes, they were like um, were almost they? like tassels. Like but you not have tassels, a curtain I mean, like, of tassels, and they would project things yes, onto projections them. Projections were brilliant. Oh, you could see the money that's been spent on this production. It's so lavish. So when we, yeah, that was one of the things I noticed straight away, and you can see that the time and care they've put into the dancers and the dance routines. I think the bits when it worked best for us were definitely the bits with the ensemble dancing, yeah. um, and they kind of created things. So when the plagues came. So so those more abstract moments, I think, was when it excelled. And so in between the dancing, when there were the scenes, they were a bit more basic, kind of big show musical theatre, just sort of not particularly well written, I don't think. Some of the, like, jokes in it fell really flat for me. Oh, really? Yeah, Yeah, it was a bit awkward. Yeah. Like, it, it just didn't flow. And then that's what... Now let's just sort of say what we basically didn't like about it was the songs... We felt like the songs weren't catchy enough. They weren't... I mean, that's putting it lightly. I think considering Stephen Schwartz was coming back to add all the new material, I was thinking, okay, well, he's obviously like one of the big composers of all time, I guess, but he really hasn't um, found anything kind of new or original or at all catchy. I mean, instantly forgettable. The only ones that were good were the ones from the film. So um, Through Heaven's Eyes... And the River Lullaby. Deliverance? Deliver Us. That was oh, one us. of the originals. So those are the only memorable ones. And not just because, you know, I don't know the film that well, so it's not like those are emblazoned in my mind. They were just the catchier ones. But also but I think when you've got, like, all the songs are for, like, men. 
you know, there was quite a lot of male singing, and you know, and you're like, I'm so bored of listening I to you guys sing. I think singing kind of boring after a while. Yeah, they didn't do anything that nice with them. Well, they, and the songs that they did add for the female characters, so we should say um, Debbie Currup, who we saw in Blues in the Night, had oh, an amazing yeah. voice. She played um, the Pharaoh's wife, or the queen, I guess. Do you remember she had those amazing long legs, and yeah, she had this I red lipstick her. on, and she She's did that really She's a brilliant really dancer yeah. and a brilliant singer, and in this she doesn't get to dance or sing, and they give a kind of a song, a new song to... Um, Ramsey's wife and it was totally unnecessary where it falls in the musical it didn't add to the story and I thought let Debbie do something yeah. what yeah. about Debbie what about Debbie but yeah that's such a shame why do you feel that they've made these decisions and why are they wasting the talent that they've got I just think like you said Al if it had been more of a dance show those were the moments when it really came alive some of the lifts were really incredible that ensemble worked so hard like flips lifts that's what Sean Cheeseman does really well kind of really new lifts that you've never seen before and the set was great it's just all those extra songs and it was long and it felt it it the felt it half. it did it felt, it felt like it but to look at it's gorgeous like that i can't tell you how nice the set i just it's yeah. one of the best sets i've seen it's so rich majestic lavish the yeah. projections are incredible but just like the actual what's going on like the actual synopsis and well the thing is and also it's like it's not aimed at kids enough so I don't know who the market is here because it was quite serious in parts and oh yeah that was it very wasn't... moralistic and trying to teach everyone a lesson isn't it yeah but it also wasn't appealing to adults enough because it's not really edgy enough so I feel like it's definitely falling in between two things of no one's really being pleased here and these are di- like the additional songs and all the dialogue were just really quite mediocre naff. Really um, mediocre. Oh, but you know the what? The passing of the Red Sea. I was just about to say how they did that. I mean, we don't want to. No, it's like the big spoil. Mate, but just it's you know. Thinking, cool. How are they going to do this? Yeah, it worked. That was great. Oh, really? Yeah. The plagues were really good. That's when the dance ensemble got to do a bit more like the River of Blood. Oh yeah. Um, in conjunction with the lighting and all their costumes suddenly changed, and they were the Red Nile. The dancers, all their costumes turned yeah. red, and they were rolling around, and they became the water. So those more abstract. It's honestly kind of cool. madness. It's like if you had a checklist of what makes a great musical. There's like sets, hard check, yeah. costume, like everything is just tick, 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 but perfect. And then you get to the it's the content, the content, and you're like, no. And the songs, nah. Yeah, and it just took too long to get where it was going, and then it just didn't quite. It just didn't work. And I think even for like, there was some Christians sat behind me. Whoa. Um, I know they were Christians because they were talking about a trip. He was going on a trip to like um, Bethlehem and Jericho and like they're doing the work. So like what I'd call a hardcore Christian. Yeah. Um, And even they found it like a bit too cheesy, like some of the stuff at the end. And I'm like, wow, if if the hardcore Christians are finding this too cheesy, then it's a bit too cheesy. Yeah. I think for what we paid, we went preview £25, but let's say we'd paid the £29.50 that would cost you to sit in that row. We had a really good view and it's an epic feel. It fills the room. So I don't feel like I was too distant or missed anything. Oh, no. Broad, so I think for twenty nine pounds fifty, I just kind of got away with thinking. Actually, that was a fun night out. Um, yeah, that's how I feel. And you know, when you're spectacle. like, it's got they've had they've pumped some money into it. I'm happy to have paid twenty five pounds yeah. towards that spectacle. But it, I wouldn't spend any more than thirty pounds to see it because I just think you will you will definitely be bored in moments when there's no dancing going on. Mm. Like those moments are boring. You're just like, oh, there's too much unnecessary story we don't need the pharaoh's wife's additional song we there's just too many bits that 
that are just unnecessary. So, so good, da- great performances, great dancing, great costume, all that. It's just not a good enough show. Yeah. I just can't believe Stephen Schwartz has not been able to come up with a, a memorable tune. Yeah. So The Guardian have given it two stars. Time Out, three stars. Surprise or at Time Out? Evening Standard, one star. Yeah. Sunday Times, I think, was it was one or two. It's not good enough. It's, it's not, extended no. its run, though, so it must oh, yeah. be doing so let's well. Just t- if people do want to go and see it, um, it runs until October 2020. It's just been um, extended, like Oscar said. Yeah, it won't go any further than that because um, Back to the Future is going to come... Which I am... Dying to see. Dying to see. I've got friends in Manchester that have seen this. Oh, I heard that the queues were around And the they're loving they it. loving it? Loving it. Well, this, I think, will be a kind of stopgap for that if someone wants a big spectacle musical to go and see. You do get your moments of spectacle and stuff, but you're going to be bored in moments, and that's really sad because Stephen Schwartz could write really good music and he just yeah. hasn't. So, Oscar, shame. when you believe... Why don't you, Why don't you just believe? give us a little no. little bit of it? One of it. our famous When You Believe duets. For the audience out there who don't know what this song is. <laughs> I, I couldn't possibly, not. I haven't warmed up. <laughs> so yeah, that one is definitely... Um, there is a Today Ticks rush for £25, so I think yeah, if you want it, to see it, £25 is all you should spend. But we had a funnish night, didn't we? Yeah, it's fine. So what's next, Oski Poo? Well, I'm going to do a cocktail inspired by the Prince of Egypt because, like I mentioned, my favourite moment in it was when they did the the River Nile turning into blood with that great red lighting. So I've created a a blood-themed cocktail. Mm, A blood-inspired, a Blood River-inspired cocktail. Do you know what else is really funny? Me and Madeline are both sort of due on, so... (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying it's true! I'm just saying! That's so disgusting, it's perfectly natural. I won't be censored... This looks beautiful, Oscar. But this is red, like the red River Nile. So this is basically a Campari-based cocktail. Um, Obviously, Campari is a lovely red colour. And then I've added one of those San Pellegrino blood orange soda to it. This is a sensation. I love it. It's It's very summery, isn't it? Yeah, I really like it. I really like it too. This is the In Denial cocktail. And it's very, very simple. All you need is Campari and a Sal Pellegrino blood orange fizzy drink. And then I've also bought a blood orange and put a garnish of a little slice of blood orange as well. Lovely. Sponsored by Sal Pellegrino. Mm. So let me do another review for you guys. This is a show that I saw a while ago now, actually, and it's going to close soon, this Saturday, March 14th. So there's not much time to see it if you haven't already. It's a number at the Bridge Theatre. It's a play by Carol Churchill. Big Carol Churchill fan. I went to see that Glass Kill Bluebeard Imp, which I still you love think that. about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really like that. She's also got a play on at the Donmar at the moment called uh, Farewell, I think, or The Farewell. So this is on at the Bridge Theatre. It's called A Number, and it's got um, only two actors in it, and it's Roger Allen and Colin Morgan, both of whom acts I really like. Colin Allen from The Thick of It, which is one of my favourite TV Wait, shows. Wait, who is he in The Thick of It? He played Peter Mannion. And then Colin Morgan um, we saw in All My Sons with Sally Field. It was written in 2002, around the time of the cloning debate with like Dolly the Sheep. Do you remember all of that? Mm. Yes. So it was very pertinent then, because um, this is all about cloning. It's about a father and son, and it sort of turns out, we learn at the beginning of the play, that the son has been cloned. There's other versions of him. He's just been informed at the beginning of the play. And so it's, yeah, it's a play all about kind of the ethics of cloning, but also it's just about a father and son relationship. 
and it's got lots and lots of themes in it, elements of nurture versus nature, like how these other clones who are basically him turned out based on who they lived with, how they were raised. It's very short, I'll say that, so it's kind of hard to like... Yeah, I remember you saying this and it's like 40 minutes or something. It's an hour long. The one at the Donmar that's on at the moment is 40 minutes. That's it, yes. And what I feel, like trying to talk about it now after having seen it a couple of weeks ago, is it's... I really enjoyed it, but it's it's very... Because it is only an hour, and I like short theatre without an interval, but it almost felt too slight. Like, okay. not quite enough meat on the bone. Like, when it finished, I'd really enjoyed it, but I sort of wanted maybe a little bit more, actually. An hour wasn't quite enough for me. See, I'd, when you're saying that, and what I'd feel like is I'd feel like, oh, I was just getting into that. It's. I mean, it is really well written. It's very Carol Churchill, so it's kind of jet black kind of comedy and it's got this undercurrent of darkness so that's very Carol Churchill. The set was really really impressive so it's like a a living room set but with only one wall the back wall of the stage and so it thrusts out so it's open on three sides with audience on three sides. It's their living room and then in between each scene we get a full blackout and when the lights come back up we're looking at exactly the same living room but it's rotated 45 degrees so we've got a brand new section of the wall that we haven't seen before. Wow. And all the sets moved but in a way that you're like, wait, how did they do that? The first time it happened I was like, wait, how did they do that? How have they That's moved cool. a square set 45 degrees? Because it, it wasn't a round set where yeah. you think, oh, you just spin it. It's suddenly So what, did the stage turn, just go black and then they did black. that? full blackout and when it comes back up you're at a, another 45 degree angle and you've got a brand new wall of the living room so by the end you've seen all four sides of the living room oh i like but it was really clever the way the way they had done it um and the performances were really great obviously colin morgan has to play different versions of the clone so he gets to kind of flex his acting abilities um to great effect and each time we see someone different Roger Allen's great as the dad. So it's really well acted. It was really well written. It just felt a little bit... I think that's probably her idea, though. And Carol Churchill has these styles of writing where kind of people stop halfway through sentences and the play very much ends on a line where you wouldn't think that would be the end. But okay. I just knew, I knew, I was like, oh, that's the end of the play. But you weren't expecting it. <laughs> I they feel just... like it's like you're giving me this play as a mixture of AI, the film AI, with Orphan Black. Well, I think that's the more modern, because obviously at the time it was more Dolly the Sheep and the ethics of cloning. Now it's more like artificial intelligence, perhaps, and maybe overpopulation as well and things like that. So you're not not saying like, Alice, go see this. It's really interesting. No, because I... No. I wouldn't. No, okay. It's good. It's just not, it's just not kind of meaty enough. Like when I saw, to mention it again, the Glass Kill Bluebeard Imp, Imp was the final piece and that was longer and that was probably close to an hour. So I kind of feel like that was a more special evening because I got three short... Carol Churchill's and then a slightly longer one and that's what I wanted on this evening yeah Carol Churchill was there that evening I saw her that's hot yeah she was in the audience as I was leaving so that was quite fun oh sorry to like butt in but do you know who we saw in the audience of The Greatest Dancer last night Tyrone Huntley Tyrone Huntley okay do you remember that incredible play we saw at the Lyric Hammersmith and it was called Leave to Remain yes do you remember um, the main character what was he called Obi uh what was the main character in that? Yeah, called? it was Obi. Obi, and he had, and it was his boyfriend who was the American guy. Yeah. So Tyron Huntley played the main character. Yeah. And then Oscar and I have since bumped into him at Southwark Playhouse because he, he directed, directed yeah, Amos Behaving. Behaving, which was choreographed by Ot. That's so probably he was why he was there yeah. to support last night. her. 
Oh, that's hot. So and when I saw him in the view upstairs as well, I should say. Oh, yes, at Soho Theatre. And he's really, really good performer. Oh, he's incredible. Great singer. Do you remember he was eating? Most people, brilliant, yeah. Most people um, will know him as well. It's playing Judas in Jesus Christ Superstar that was on at the Regent's Park Open Air Theatre. And he got like, I think that was his the thing that made him so successful is that performance everyone raves about. So we went up and we went up and said hello to him and congratulated him on because he's just been cast in Hello, Dolly. Ah, yeah, with Imelda Staunton and Jenna Russell. Yeah, so that's what did exciting. He, say? he was like, "Oh, thanks so much," and we were like, "We can't wait for it. We're so excited. We've got our tickets booked." And he went, "Yeah, it's quite a way away, isn't it?" And we're thinking, "Not really." No, it's coming up. It's coming up quite I'm soon. So excited. Terry. I mean, it's not really. We're not seeing it till August, but, but I'm still so feels, excited. For us, it feels, it feels like, like it's yeah. imminent. Yeah. Every day that goes by is a day closer to seeing Jenna Russell. That's how I, my life goes. Um, speaking of uh, sort of amazing stars and things, I went to see Sarah Bareilles in Waitress. Oh my oh, god, I can't wow. wait to hear about this. I can't believe you haven't been yet, Madeline. You still haven't seen Waitress? Can't it's be not, bothered. It's not, it's I not on either. for much longer. I just, it's you know just funny? not I can, my bag, hun. No, it wasn't my If I had to see Catherine McPhee's, and I know she's in it, right? I know, she was. It's her face with a pie, and I just want to smash her face in the pie. I Look, really wasn't really that good. fast, but I went and got the 20, is it 20 or 25 pound seats that they sell on the day at the theatre. They are such excellent views. They're fantastic value. The person next to me paid 75 pounds for their ticket, and it is really good fun. But anyway, Oscar, tell us about oh, it. Oh yeah, yes, so Sarah, Sarah Borellis wrote the musical Waitress. Yeah. She's a singer-songwriter that people may know she wrote um, it's based on a film she wrote the music and she performed it on Broadway last year I believe and before it closes here and goes on a UK tour she came over to perform in it um, as the lead character Jenna so obviously I just really wanted to see the person that wrote the music sing sing those songs live and be that character Um, I got tickets on the Today Ticks Theatre Week sale thing so I was the back row of the first circle I don't know how much they are usually but they're actually a really good view if you're looking did you take any photos um I think I did take a photo from my seat okay good because I want to know next time we see something at that theatre I'd like to know what that That view's like I've never sat there view at all actually um and so Sarah Bareilles Gavin Creel came over as well who's a a Broadway actor who's been in Book of Mormon and he was in Hello Dolly with Bette Midler and I wanted to see him as well um she was great I thought, because I knew her voice would be brilliant because I've heard her sing the songs. She did the concept album, of course. It was lovely to hear her sing it live. It's her music, so she can just do what she wants with it. She didn't change it massively, but she just did little things that were different. And she's just so comfortable in the music. And I was sort of worried that she might not be a great actress, but the acting was good as well. Because I think the humour in the music translates into the humour in the scene. So she gets it because she helped create it. Um, so her acting was really good Um, her chemistry with Gavin Creel was brilliant they were really funny together so all the comedy bits landed really well and can I just ask you a question so when we went and saw it you were saying that you had a bit of an issue with addiction and that you couldn't often hear what people Mm. were saying did you feel that again seeing it twice? I would say that I thought it was better than last time, but the girl sat next to me, I, I didn't know, I was talking to her, she, had, she hadn't seen it before or listened to it, and she struggled uh. with addiction. Mm-hmm. I don't know who in particular, I thought Sarah did a pretty good job, but like I said, because it's that sort of pop music sound and people know it so well, I think performers get sometimes a bit lazy with how they sing it. Mm. But I thought she was good. I thought when I saw it the first time, Jack McBrayer from 30 Rock, Kenneth from 30 Rock, That's played who I saw. And he was very, very funny in all the scenes. He played the character brilliantly. He's a, you know, comedic genius, but he couldn't sing. Let's, you know, he's not a Didn't musical performer. Didn't bother me, though. Performer. 
It didn't bother me, but seeing it this time, I had Joel Montague, who we last saw in Falsettos playing The Shrink. Oh. And he was... So this, like, for me, it was, like, perfect because he could do the comedy in the scenes, but to finally hear someone actually be able to sing and dance, the physical comedy of all those routines, and being able to sing and hear everything he was saying... That was really good. Um, Evelyn Hoskins, who I had recently seen in Assassins, and I thought she was great in that, she was playing Dawn in this. And again, that's a kind of the other comedy role opposite Ogie. And the two of them just played that perfectly. Um, yeah, it was brilliant. I'm so glad I went back to see it with Sarah in it. And How long cast, is she in it for? Not very She's long. on until the 21st of March. So you don't have uh, long. Sarah yeah. Bareilles and Gavin Creel Yeah, he's great. It. I just read, I think if you've seen it already def- and you haven't seen Sarah, you're probably already going back to see it if you're a fan because it's the creator of the show. If you've never seen it before, this is a brilliant time because this is a great cast. So if if you were telling some, if somebody wanted to go, basically what we're saying is the two options of tickets are you either turn up at the theatre and In get the morning the... at 10am and get day seats. You either go on, or you go on to day ticks yeah. and do their rush tickets. Or, that's it, I'm just looking at today's ticks right now. So you can get £25 rush for a waitress, but also they're celebrating its London Theatre Week and tickets from £15. So that I'm just might, looking... That might have finished by the time this podcast mm. airs. Is, is this not oh. the last day of it today? If the sale's still on, do yeah. that, because that's what do I that. did. But if not, have a look at the back row of the circle, because they were pretty good seats and they'll be cheaper than... Um, and I think it's slightly better viewed in the back of the stalls, really, because you're slightly raised up. But the absolute optimum seat, in my opinion, is to get to the box office in the morning. Just say you're going to be late at work, say you've got an appointment. And <laughs> just lie. Just lie. Yeah. I and they're £25 and they're such great value for I wouldn't money. say that I could see Sarah's, like, fate. You know, I wasn't super up close. I could but, see everything. But I could hear, you know, the sound was really good. Um so yeah, it was really great to see Sarah. So if anyone's not seen it, this is probably your opportunity um, before it closes and then goes on a UK tour to see the, the uh, creator of the show perform in her own show. It was really a great experience. If you've been to see um, Sarah Bareilles in Waitress, let us know on our Instagram because yeah. I'd like to see what other people think. I mean, I think everyone who's a fan of Waitress is going to go and see Sarah and love it. I don't think anyone's disappointed, but let us know if you did go a second time or third or mm-hmm. fourth time, especially to see Sarah. So that's kind of it for this week, isn't it, guys? I think that's yeah. everything. I've got the last five years coming up in a couple of days at Southwark. Like I said, by the time my review comes out on the podcast, it might be a bit late. So I would just say, if you've never seen it or if you like the soundtrack, this apparently is one of the best productions. A lot, a lot of the reviews are saying that they've really reinvigorated it, made it feel fresh with this acting musician style, and that the two performers have been getting rave reviews. So this could be the kind of start of star making you know, mm, careers. That's interesting. So I'm and then to that. we're all going to see City of Angels. <gasps> yes, I'm so excited for City of I Angels. Am. Nicola Roberts. To see the bee. Queen Bee. Queen Bee oh, from yeah. The Voice. Mars no, Singer. the Mars Singer. Um, also Vanessa Williams. Love Vanessa Williams. Oh, yeah, I've forgotten she was in it. Yeah, and, and then it's Rosalie Craig and Hadley Fraser, who are, you From know, Company that we saw Rosalie Craig in. Yes, and Hadley Fraser, who was in the original production with her, their husband and wife, they're kind of the West End power couple. Um, we're so looking forward to that. If you haven't got tickets yet, get booking. Get booking City of Angels. Yeah, we've got seats at the ends of the stalls. The end seats on the stalls are slightly reduced price, so they're obviously worth a shout. We'll have our review in the next episode of that. Um, very much looking forward to it. Super. But that's if we're not, you know, quarantined and we can't see each other, if we're all in single isolation. <gasps> 
Okay, well until next time, please subscribe and leave a five-star review because it really helps other people to find us or yes. a two-star review. Either way, review it. <laughs> leave a five-star, that'd be better. Yeah. Um, of course, follow us on Instagram where you'll see all our posts about the shows. We're going to see how we're getting tickets. Um, we've done a Mother's Day post of where, what we think you should be getting as a present if you want to buy a theatre gift for your mum. Look on our Instagram. Um, also, we'll put up pictures of the cocktails we made. And our seat views, we often put up pictures of where we're sat in the theatre so you can see what kind of value yeah. you're getting for your money so follow at Theatrical Podcast and of course wherever you listen to your podcast subscribe and if you've got friends who love podcasts love theatre just tell them about this so until next time bye thanks for listening bye